Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is November the 23rd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good on this turkey day. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, you know, whatever, you know, holiday term you want to use and call it by all means, go for it. Um, as for me, like I said, I'm, I'm hanging in, you know, on the cold front update, I am better. I feel better, less coughing, less mucus, you know, less sore throat, whatnot, but you know, it's still hanging out with me, but it does look like I, I should be good to go. I thought I might not be. And then uh, it's a little bit of touch and go, but yeah, look, things are looking good. Things are looking, looking great. I might say, but we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you posted by tomorrow. You know, you'll know. Uh, let's see here. Is there anything else to really report? The food corner was pretty, you know, usual, you know, pasta, made some pasta. Um, and there's really nothing else to, you know, add. I'm happy to be off, happy to have some time to relax. Um, what, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for my listeners who have been tuning in regularly. That's great. I love y'all. Um, you know, most of the people who listen, you know, I don't have a big following or anything, obviously, but it's definitely, you know, friends and people who are super sweet and cool to me. And, um, I really appreciate the hell out of that. So, you know, here's and cheers to you. Hopefully, you know, you're eating something really yummy right now, or, you know, you will be in the, the near to immediate future. Um, so yeah, let me go ahead and do my startup. You know, let me hit a little Thanksgiving mode, if you will. And then we'll get into some news. Also, apologies if you hear any background noise. Um, you know, everyone's in the spirit by all means. So, you know, my house is a studio and a, you know, a neighboring home to other homes. I, that was dumb. Ah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry about it. A home to other homes. Isaiah, what were you thinking there? Ooh. Who let this man cook? All right, all right, all right. Let me pull up my news. All right. From Reuters. U.S. forces carry out series of strikes against Iran-backed militia in Iraq. The United States carried out two series of strikes in Iraq against Iranian-backed militants, U.S. officials said on Tuesday. In the first publicly reported U.S. responses in Iraq to dozens of recent attacks against troops in the region, until this week, United States had been had been reluctant to retaliate in Iraq because of the poli- uh, delicate political situation there. Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani has limited control over the Iranian-backed militias whose support he needed to win power a year ago and who now form a powerful bloc in his governing coalition. A strike on Tuesday evening targeted two facilities in Iraq, the U.S. military said in a statement. The strikes were in direct response to attacks against the U.S. and coalition forces by Iran and Iran-backed groups. Uh, Let's see here. The strike by fighter aircraft targeted and destroyed 
Kateb Hezbollah Operation Center and a Kateb Hezbollah Command and Control Node near Al Ambar and Jerf Al Sakir, uh, south of Baghdad, a U.S. defense official said, speaking on condition of anonymity. And um, the Kateb Hezbollah militia is a powerful armed faction with close ties to Iran. Um, so yeah, but 24 hours earlier, U.S. forces were attacked at an air base west of Baghdad and a U.S. military AC-130 aircraft responded in self-defense, killing a number of Iranian-backed militants. Um, as often, it seems, whenever I, I kind of cover these situations, it is very much a tit-for-tat, but often the tat is often, like, very much, like, over-proportional, you might say, because, like, I mean, sure, you know, people have been injured, you know, and, you know, people, you know, serious injuries or eight injuries and minor damage to infrastructure, um, at least was in this situation. But, like, in some of these strikes that have happened in the past, you know, people have been really hurt. And, you know, I get that. But then the measure response is them just, like, leveling an area, like, just blowing the shit out of it. Um, and in this situation, it does seem like, you know, some of the deaths, you know, have, you know, kind of been talked about more on social media, been pushed by, you know, some, you know, Iranian uh, groups saying, like, hey, you know, this person died in this war if this is related to you know the situation that's going on in gaza so you know it's relevant in that way um you know in the whole world scheme things the the whole real politic i'm probably still using that fucking phrase wrong i don't care um but yeah man i mean it, it's sad whenever these things happen because like i said it just never feels proportional and i often ask myself why do we have so many military bases like all over the place we just have our hands and so many fucking pies, you know what I mean? Just all over the place. A little thingy here, a little thingy there. I don't know. I, I, that that shit, you know, makes me uncomfortable and it's 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 bleh. But um, you know, I don't know what you're gonna do. And you know, I feel like these things are gonna keep happening. So I just want to give coverage to it. Uh, but let's go ahead and move along. Let's hop on to the next beat from CNN. Dutch far right populist seeks to form government after shock election victory. I don't know, man. I mean, this shit is surprising, and you know, it was a shock, but I've said this before, I said it again. If you look on the map and you see what's kind of happening, unfolding, a lot of the world is sadly so fucking socially conservative. It fucking bums me out. Um, but yeah, the Netherlands woke up Thursday to an unexpected victory for Dutch anti-EU far-right populist Gert Wilders and his Freedom Party, PVV. A forecast win that has triggered shockwaves in the netherlands and could have reverberations across europe and beyond um now wielders is you know anti-immigration he is anti-eu you know it's just said there and really what that means is he wants to what he is uh describing or what his party is describing as a nexit which is like a riff on brexit which has done very poorly since it's been implemented. Essentially, that is saying, hey, we are a part of the European Union. We're supposed to work together. We're supposed to make like financial decisions together. All our currency and shit's kind of wrapped up, tied together. We, you know, we're pulling together. We're working up. We're squatting up. And essentially, what the UK did was like, oh, we don't like this shit. We don't like want this. And so, you know, Boris Johnson's party, you know, the Tories, they got to work and essentially just came up with this idea and whipped 
the people into, you know, saying like, hey, you know, don't you want this? Don't you like, you don't want to be a part of, you know, the European Union. They're stinky. They're gross. They're dragging us down. We can just have our own economy and be better. And that really hasn't worked out as of late. And it's caused more, you know, divisions amongst the UK and more problems, more economic turmoil. So it seems like Wielders is trying to implement this kind of thing. Also, I think he's talked about like shutting down mosques and things of that nature, which is fucking Islamophobic if you ask fucking me. So I don't like him. I'm not a fucking fan. Um, I don't know, man. It's definitely bummer times in that regard. But people are going to vote how they want to vote. I feel like in this situation, the immigration issue is a big deal. Um, also, you know, just the economy uh, that that always plays amongst people. You're doing like that populism thing. Now, in terms of like forming a coalition, which is, you know, important in this kind of situation, the way, you know, their government is in the Netherlands, is it looks like he should be able to pull it off, but it's not going to be easy to get enough votes. He's going to have to like reach across the aisle and, um, you know, get some more people involved. And he's been trying to work on that. I think he's already trying to curve a little bit of his, um, rhetoric down to say like hey you know let's like work together let's make things happen but you you never know with a person like this most likely they aren't going to simmer down they're just simmering down so that they can form this party and then get to doing their fucking grim ass fucking work so you know i don't know i'm not stoked about it we'll see if you know these other parties say no we're not going to fucking work with you um no thanks and you know they kind of tank things but then in that situation it plays bad on the politics because it's like you get looked at as the problem for not working with someone who's now saying hey i'm just being the reasonable guy here i'm just trying to make government work when it's like no you're trying to do some fucked up shit bro um but yeah i mean it, it does kind of feel similar to the malay situation we talked about with like argentina where it's just like, yeah, this is a wild card situation. People are really upset. And this unrest turns into saying, hey, we're going to vote for this guy. We're going to put our eggs in this basket. And most likely, is it going to turn out well? Probably not. Probably bad. But I mean, at the same time, you're probably looking at, you know, as an individual in your country, like, well, what do I have to lose if things aren't going the way I want now? Um, especially if you're like, I, I always hate the anti-immigration crowd. I'm sorry, bro. That That's bad vibe fucking company shit. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I understand you're scared and, you know, you want to blame someone, you want to blame your problems on somebody. It's, it's, it's not my fault. It's got to be these people who are not from around here. But it's like, dude, this is literally enriching you guys. Like, this is enriching your own country. And you're trying to, like, shoot yourself in the foot by, like, kicking people out and, like, closing up your borders. I fucking hate that style of leadership and I hate those kind of people who like just don't like people who don't look like them it's just fucking lame as fuck <laughs> I don't know man uh let's move on to the next beat sadly it is not upbeat from the Associated Press authorities capture man accused of killing three and simmering Colorado property dispute so I guess the silver lining is that the person was apprehended um he was captured Tuesday but initially um he had fatally shot three people and critically wounded a fourth um and then you know was like in the wind and they didn't know where he fucking was and then they finally you know catch him but i mean let's just let's just get into it um the suspect ham hamney we're gonna say hammy 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 K. Clark, 45 years old, was arrested by New Mexico State Police near Albuquerque, the Custer County Sheriff's Office in Colorado announced Tuesday afternoon. Officers found a weapon in the pickup truck 
but it's not clear if it was the weapon used in the slayings, said Officer Wilson Silver. What a fucking good-ass cop name. Wilson Silver. Um, with the New Mexico State Police. Other neighbors not involved in the shooting have accused Clark of harassing them, denying court-ordered use of part of his property to access their property, uh, which is called an easement, if I'm not mistaken, and posting signs saying he was armed, court records say. The shooting broke out early morning afternoon as a surveyor was working on a property owned by Rob Gears near Clark's near West Cliff, about 50 miles or 80 kilometers southwest of Colorado Springs. The town is set in a valley between two mountain ranges and an area and the area is home to both farms and ranches as well as vacation homes. The surveyor told investigators that a man Gears identified as Clark approached them, yelling about trespassing, and then started to shoot. The surveyor was able to escape, running to a home about a half mile away, Clark's arrest affidavit said. According to the document, Patty Dalton, who was wounded in the shooting, called 911, saying she thought her husband and two other people had been shot to death. Gunfire could be heard in the background of the call. The victims were identified as Gears, 63, his wife, Beth Wade Gears, 73, and James Dalton, 58, Patton Dalton's husband, Custer County officials said. Patty Dalton was being treated at a trauma center. The Daltons and Gears owned property near Clark's Custer County Sheriff, uh, Rich Smith said. So, yeah, I mean, and now Gears and Clark had a back and forth where um, Gears had, like, put up, I think, a hidden camera caught a guy that looked like Clark and I think like his girlfriend. And then, um, then they, the like Clark then said that he was getting targeted or, um, not Clark, uh, gears had said that, um, he also claimed that Clark and his girlfriend had decided to target him and his wife with harassment and trespassing and had been concerned about a weapon being seen. So essentially, this has kind of kept ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. But you notice that this Clark guy just was like popping off at every kind of occasion he could. And then literally was like, oh, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to start shooting at people. Um, And that's fucked up, man. And it's a shame that like we keep kind of covering these style of things where you just have an angry, I mean, I hate to say it, but usually an angry white guy. And, you know, they have a gun and, you know, it's their law, it's their land, it's their property, you shouldn't be here. And the second they see a car, the second they see a person, they're like, it's on site. Um, I think in this situation, though, Clark's even more fucked up because he's doing it seemingly the same thing that he hates that other people are doing. And it's like, I don't care, once again, if we're saying like, well, this is tit for tat, you're coming on my land, I'm coming on your land. Like, Brother, it's land. It is simply land. You have your shit here. I think he had like some kind of wellness thing that he was working, like herbal wellness. Um, let like let people people letting you do your shit. If someone's got to come through your land, do some work, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Like I'm sure people would be way more accommodating if you were an actual just chill person, which it doesn't seem like this guy was. But then yeah, after the shooting, he goes into the wind, winds up getting captured. And uh, that's more or less where we are now. Um, I wanted to kind of cover this story earlier when it, when he was, you know, captured, but there was just kind of other shit that kind of got in the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very unfortunate, man. I, I never feel good covering these kind of stories, um, but they are relevant. And um, 
yeah, hopefully we we can, this is my optimistic, or maybe overly optimistic hope one day is that we live in a world where at least less of this kind of shit is happening. You know what I mean? You have less of these property disputes as ended with a weapon. You know, sure, if you want to get verbal, talk your shit, whatever, okay, fine. Even if you want to do the fucking lawsuits, that's your American right. But like, come on, just keep it civil. Like, it's as civil as you fucking can. Like, we all want to see tomorrow. God damn it, man. All right, I have one more thing to cover. And I figured since it's Thanksgiving, we should all sit down and uh, talk about some good news. Share some good news. So we'll get into that. And uh, let me take my break and then we'll, we'll finish this thing. Stuff the turkey, if you will. Sorry about that. From from the Associated Press. New Hampshire man had no car and no furniture, but died with a big secret, leaving his town millions. Jeffrey Holt was an unassuming caretaker, or was unassuming as a caretaker of a mobile home park in Hinsdale, North New Hampshire. Not North, I'm sorry. Hinsdale, New Hampshire where he lived a simple but curious life. Um, I think from what I've heard from other things, like his biggest vice was like drinking a couple beers. Uh, Apparently, like, you know, you talk about the world and stuff with like, you know, passersby or, you know, people at the park. Um, Seemed like a really cool guy. Uh, Residents would see Holt around town in threadbare clothes, riding his lawnmower, headed to the convenience store, parked along the main road reading a newspaper or watching cars pass. Apparently, he was also, uh, he did some time as a driving instructor, but didn't own a car. He would ride a bike, and then I think, like, uh, eventually switched to his lawnmower, which he used his lawnmower to, you know, obviously take care of the park, or take care of the mobile home park, and then, you know, do people's lawns, stuff like that. So, just doing odd jobs. He was just a really chill guy. Um, Also, really, like, super humble, like, meek man fun fact about this man his mobile home in the park was mostly empty of furniture, no TV, and no computer either. The legs of the bed went through the floor. I was like, I was tearing up. I was tearing up, man, because like, look, there's there's something about a meek old man just living his, his little life, and he doesn't want for anything, doesn't want for much. Like, that cues my, my, my it just cues my daddy issues. I'm going to just say that shit. You know, my dad, he would just, he wouldn't do anything. He would just eat, like, macaroni salad. He would just chill and watch his cowboy westerns. And that's all he did. That's all he wanted to do. He wasn't wanting for anything. And, um... This guy was like even less. He he had his legs of his bed through the floor. Also, he like wouldn't run like he would run low thermostat. He just wouldn't he just wouldn't be wasteful. And it's like I know, it's like, yes, this is very sad. It's sad that a man like this that was really chill and, you know, just passed away. That's that's unfortunate. But what like let's get to the point, right? I mean, okay, here's the highlight. Um But Holt died earlier this year with a secret. He was a multimillionaire. And what's more, he gave it all to his community of 4,200 people. <coughs> Excuse me. 
he his will um, had brief instructions. $3.8 million to the town of Hensdale to benefit the community in the areas of education, health, recreation, and culture. Um, so it does look like a group is going to be formed um, to kind of um, facilitate this money, take care of it, uh, make sure it goes to like the right causes, right you know things. Um, I think that's really going to be cool. They've been talking about... Um, there's been no former there's been no formal gathering to discuss ideas for the money since local officials were notified in September. Some residents have proposed upgrading the town hall clock, restoring buildings, maybe buying a new ballot uh, counting machine in honor of Holt, who always made sure he voted. Another possibility is setting up an online driver's education course. Now, for me, I was like, oh, this is all well and good, but it was like a burning thing until I finally got to read this article. It was like, how did he make this money? Like, how did he, like, acquire it? And my thought was like, well, maybe he, like, won the lottery or something and he just squirreled it all away. But it's like, no, it wasn't that. Like, he actually was big into investing money and he was a super frugal guy. But essentially, he had made some really good investments. They only mentioned one in this article but uh, he made an invest in, investment into communications, and he made this kind of investment before cell phones were even a thing. So I think he was just really smart with his money, very deliberate, made really good calls, and had all this money just sitting away the whole time, once again, while there was holes in his bed. And, um, you know, I think he was like the kind of guy who's like, hey, if you need anything, let me know. I'll help you out. But you saw that he was just a guy chilling on his lawnmower, just watching cars go by. <clears throat> so, I mean, at the end of the day, you'd think, oh, a guy like this is going to give so much. But, you know, his parting gift to the world, to his town that he loved and didn't want to leave. Um, it, it said he, like, worked a grain mill. And um, he could have got a promotion somewhere else. But he's like, no, I like I like what I'm doing. I like what I'm chilling. And that was something that also resonated with me. Because that, that hit me as a person. I'm like, yo, yes, I get that. Like, I'm comfortable. I love my town. I love my little people. Is it the best, shiniest, brightest thing? Are we changing the world every single day, all the time? No, but I like it here. I'm comfy here. I love these people. It's nice and cozy. And uh, I just, I respect the hell of this man. So um, kudos to him. Flowers to him. And... Um, you know, I don't know, smoke one, drink one for, for fucking Jeffrey, man. Hell yeah. Um, that's the episode. We'll leave it there. Um, let's see here. I got to shill a little bit. Patreon.com says Isaiah News. If you'd like to support the effort, put some turkey in my box today. Um, you can do that and you become a newsie. I shout you out at the top of the month. I say your name, plug a project if you like. Let's see here. Also, you can find me on Isaiah News one at gmail.com. And I'm on all the socials that you're probably on, so feel free to follow me. Feel free to, um, you know, like and do all that stuff. Um, hopefully you're subscribed to the YouTube. That helps out a lot. means a lot. Thumbs up. Thank you for all of the comments, all the love. We'd love to see that shit. Talk your shit also on that shit. You know, and you, hey, you gotta say, hey, Isaiah, maybe you didn't say this right or do this right. You know, I accept that. I'll, I'll definitely take some constructive criticism. I'll say that here. You know, I'm thankful for any words, but I especially do like the kind words, and I especially like the people 
who, you know, say, hey, like, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, add this shit, talk this shit, please pile on, do that. I love that. You know what I mean? Because I, I know that I only have a short amount of time. You know what I mean? I try to make this shit nice and brief as much as I can for as sloppy as it is. Um, but you know, there's things that I miss and it's like, Hey, if you want to say, Hey, no, not only this, but, and this do that, do that in the comments. We'd love that shit. Sound off. Um, but yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Gobble, gobble.